3: Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke F Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the Long Island bunker. Folks, I cannot express to you how, one, just tired I am. It's like the last days of summer are just kind of unfolding, you know, not rapidly. I just, for whatever reason, I just want to sleep. I'm like, can you wake me up in maybe October would be nice? You know, I don't even want to be woken up in September. I'm already exhausted by this 2024 presidential news cycle, and it's still 2023. I am so tired of hearing the names that are being thrown around as people that can be alternatives to Donald Trump. Here's the thing that I want people to understand, which clearly the mainstream media doesn't understand, but I know you dear listeners and those that are watching right now as Patreon members know there is no alternative to Donald Trump because every single one of those motherfuckers believe in Trumpism wholeheartedly. So it doesn't matter whether it's Donald Trump in an orange blonde toupee, if it's Glenn Youngkin in a stupid fucking vest, if it is, you know, uh, Ron DeSantis and his Android like features and, you know, fucking glitches that he has when he speaks to real humans, whether it's Nikki Haley or Vivek Ramaswamy or whichever one of the fucking accomplices to the destruction of our democracy they all believe in the same shit like this is why republican voters don't really have a choice right in their election well one you all just don't really give a fuck about democracy right so if you're still calling yourself a republican and saying that donald trump is the most qualified and amazing man to be president of the united states my question to all of you would be how what what has he done what what makes him amazing In your eyes, how has he changed your life or the lives of your family members and friends? But you see, people don't ask follow up questions. So. But the idea that somehow the mainstream media or Republican mega donors are going to create some type of alternative to Donald Trump that is more palpable, well, I mean, whether or not you're going to say that books should be banned and curriculums should be disrupted and critical thought should be banned and abortion should be banned and you put that in any other fucking box or container, it's still the same fascistic bullshit, right? Like it's still the same desire for a minority to be able to have control over the majority, So that's the thing that I want people to understand that whether or not Donald Trump is at the top of the ticket, if you have an R next to your name, they all believe in the same things, which is to limit the people that are able to vote, to limit critical thinking, to limit education of anything outside of their white supremacy desires, to stop bodily autonomy, whether you are a person with a uterus or you are trans youth, if you are a parent of a trans youth alike, the state and the governors should have control over your body. That's what Republicans believe. So, when we're sitting down and we're having these conversations about, oh, who can be, who can beat Donald Trump, the question is, are any of them about beating Trumpism? And no, they're not. They are doubling and tripling and quadrupling down on it. Whether you're Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders, you know, banning AP African American studies and then saying that, oh, we need to collect all of the books. Like, you want to collect motherfucking books. And I would love people to collect assault rifles right? Which one actually causes more fucking harm in your goddamn state? It's just, you know, I'm tired of all of the bullshit. I'm tired of it, right? And sometimes I get to a point and, you know, again, it's the end of summer and, you know, the first debate is going to be tonight and I don't want to watch it, right? Like, why? 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 To get people on stage to slap on some type of smile to make authoritarianism appealing to the American people. That's what this debate is going to do. Like, it's not going to give you an aha moment that it's just like, oh, this one, that one is the one that's fighting for America and American values. They're not. You got Vivek Ramaswamy, who wants to raise the voting age to 25 and only Can you vote if you're younger, if you want to dedicate your life to the military? Has Vivek Ramaswamy fought for this country? I don't fucking think so. Right. But, oh, raise it to 25, because apparently those that are younger than 25 are too woke, too conscious, too educated and too tapped into their bullshit. And so they want to kind of, you know, see if they can stave that off by a few years. Right. By raising the voting, (laughs) the voting age. Never gonna fucking happen. Uh, frankly, when I think about the voting age, do you know what I would like? I'd like it to be at the age of 16. Do you know what I'm saying? Because here's Republican logic. These people are not smart enough to discern critical thought and to decide what books you know to read, but they're absolutely able to be pregnant at the age of 12, right? Like that's what makes an adult. You're not old enough to have critical thought and discernment, in education, but you can absolutely raise a child. That's the fucking Republican logic. And nobody pushes back on this. You just have a bunch of fucking reporters sitting around and like telling us that the Republican Party is a normal political party and not some type of fucking cult. Donald Trump has created a cult of 30% of the population in this country. 30% of the voting population in this country is a proud, card-carrying, red-hat-wearing member of a cult, right? The man has 91 charges against him, four indictments over multiple jurisdictions. He is not paying for the defense of his quote-unquote cronies. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, the people that asked him preemptively for pardons he didn't provide. And let me ask you, why would an innocent person need to have a pardon? Have you asked for a pardon? I know I've never asked for a pardon, probably because we're not fucking criminals and know that we're not breaking the law. Like no one asks for a pardon just in case unless you were actually breaking the fucking law. You know, the other day, I gotta tell you, the other day, I am uh, I'm watching MSNBC and I'm watching Ari Melber and Ari broke on his show these uh, never-before-seen tapes of uh, Roger Stone, the day leading up to the insurrection, and then I believe the day of the insurrection. And he has the director on. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? What pisses me off about these people, too, is that all of their crimes are on tape, right? Roger Stone is caught on tape saying, admittingly, casually, that Donald Trump lost the election. And the reason why they lost is because of blah, 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 blah. But then went on every single national television outlet to say that Donald Trump had the election stolen from him. All of these motherfuckers knew what they were doing, right? So their defense, which was ignorance. Oh, we we had a right to object. And of course you had a right to object. You also had cameras in your face that let us know that your objections were coming from a place of bullshit and falsity, right? Because you knew when Donald Trump lost, that it was a fair election, right? You just didn't like the outcome. And instead of just moving in that direction, like, oh, get him next time. It's like, no, let's just bring down the whole system because no one will be the fucking wiser. And I'm like, how is it Roger Stone is not indicted again? Right. Like, how is it that Ari Melber from MSNBC had access to these tapes which he's airing on his show. But the Department of Justice doesn't think that this is important and maybe something that they wanted to look at. Like, is everybody doing their work for them? You know, you had the January 6th committee and thank God. Do you recognize had we not had the January 6th committee that Merrick Garland would have had all the fucking cover that he needed not to do a fucking thing, which he didn't do for an entire year, which is why we're pressed up against an election cycle and whether or not Donald Trump is going to go to jail. And the fact that this motherfucker, right, is not going to be awaiting trial in jail like other people who are charged with RICO crimes, right? Because that's the other thing that Ari Melbourne brought up. Oh, there's a rapper that's right now sitting in jail. Like We're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty, but he's up on the same RICO charges and he wasn't afforded the $200,000 bail to be able to be out on his own recognizance? Who do you think is more fucking dangerous? The rapper that's sitting in an Atlanta prison right now or Donald Trump? And I'm just so sick and fucking tired of everyone wanting to tiptoe around the fact that, oh, you know, justice is working. The justice system isn't working. If the justice system were working, Donald Trump would be in jail awaiting trial like any other fucking person that's been accused of running a crime organization. Right. Like from mobsters to fucking rap stars. Right. Those people are thrown in jail awaiting their day in court. Donald Trump, however, is on the motherfucking campaign trail trying to rile up another January 6th. And we just keep sitting around and saying, well, the judge did tell him to watch what he's saying. Okay. Yeah, let's watch what he says, and let's replay it on all the news stations, and pull up his fucking broke ass Twitter, and show the screenshots of it, and help him with his advertising to overturn American democracy.
0: Focus Features presents Back to Black. I
3: want people to hear
1: my voice and just forget their
0: troubles. Experience the music and her story.
1: Know like this, I ain't
0: no spy, girl. Like never before. That's
1: my daughter. That's
0: my Amy. Big screen.
1: I want to be remembered for just being me.
0: Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th.
2: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.
3: like I want to quit. Do you know like today is one of those days where I'm just like this country is useless. Talking about this shit is useless. Like you watch mainstream media and you would think that America is okay. I, I like we're I'm going to switch gears real quick because I don't want your head to be spinning on a swivel. But like let's just take the recent climate extreme events that we've been experiencing in this country, right? So first of all, you got a whole belt of the South that has had over 100 degree temperatures the entire summer, which people be like, well, it's summer and that's what happens. No, it actually isn't what happens. Um, You have normal temperatures, not one that every single year and every single summer is the hottest time that the planet Earth has seen since we've been tracking temperatures. So you have that. That's number one. Then number two, you have the devastating wildfires in Maui, which was a combination of climate change and failed fucking leadership and failed safety measures, right? But nobody's going to go to jail for that because nobody ever goes to jail, right? Instead, you're going to have a bunch of fucking real estate vultures, Namely, white rich men come in, swoop up this historic area, right? Swoop in, take over Hawaii, build it up, right? And have it have no historical recognition of itself whatsoever, just so people can make a fucking buck on the graves, right? Of 800 plus people that are still fucking missing. So we're looking at these situations and then, oh, by the way, there's a wildfire that's also happening in Washington state right now that has taken up, you know, thousands and thousands of acres and has killed people. Oh, and then on top of that, in California, you just had a, for the first time ever, a fucking tropical storm warning in Palm Springs. Have you ever been to Palm Springs? Well, now it looks pretty much like a giant fucking mud pie, right? Right. Because guess where tropical storms don't normally go? The fucking desert, right? So folks, you look at all of this. Oh, and on top of that, we're talking about there being a backup in production and supply chains because of the Panama Canal. Now you'll say, Danielle, how you hop into the Panama Canal from Maui to Washington to the South and California? Well, let me tell you. We haven't been able to get goods through and ships through the Panama Canal because, oh, there's a drought in Panama that has brought the water levels so low that there's no way to get the ships through because the Panama Canal, where 73% of America's goods come through, right? (laughs) We're the ones that use it, come through here, can't actually float through on its cargo ships because the water level is historically low. So when folks, you know, want to not have conversations about climate change, just understand that it isn't just about the current extreme environmental issues that are happening. It's how they affect us all the way down the line, right? And so, of course, the news is covering the Panama Canal as like a production issue, as an economic issue, not as a climate issue, which is exactly what the fuck it is, because it's stemming from the fact that it's not raining in this region of the world that it's normally raining, but it's raining in another part of the world that it shouldn't be raining in like the fucking desert. But everything is okay. Let's put all of our fucking attention on the twice impeached grifting racist rapist, right? And then want to know which one of his accomplices are going to be the runner up to his dictatorship. Like, does anyone else feel fucking nuts when I say all of these things and you're just like, oh, because nothing I'm saying is a lie. Nothing I'm saying is exaggerated. Like, that's the fucking crazy thing. is that I kind of wish that something I said was an exaggeration. I kind of wish that, like, I made up a lot of the stuff that I said, like on Fox News, but I don't because I operate in reality. And I, just like you, who is listening and watching at home, can understand how all of these dots are being connected. But somehow mainstream media is just sitting around going, I wonder if Ron DeSantis is going to wear like a tie when he talks about, you know, turning Florida into a fascist state. I wonder if Nikki Haley is going to decide to wear a pantsuit or a skirt when she talks about the fact that, like, we don't need to know anything about Black history or Black culture because she doesn't want to make white people feel bad about themselves. What? That's what you're covering on the news?
1: just being
0: me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th.
2: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty. Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics,
1: If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: Folks, I, you know, today is one of those days. You know, it's one of those days where you sit. And you watch the news for 30 minutes and you kind of run and want to run from your house screaming, right? It's one of those days where I'm like, oh, so I already know how mainstream media is going to cover the first Republican debate. They're going to make it all about Donald Trump. The Republican bullshit candidates are going to make it all about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden's laptop and they're going to go to the mats. Defending Donald Trump while also trying to run against him, which shows us that they're actually not prepared to run this country. But yet there are people who are sitting around being undecided about they don't really know the difference between Democrats and Republicans. And I just want to pull my fucking hair out. Right. Like. How are you undecided? How is that even a thing? How have the events over the last eight years not had you get off the fucking fence and pick a fucking side? Either you're with white supremacy, fascism, authoritarianism, and patriarchy, or you're with freedom and liberty. Like, it's really, it's really that fucking simple. Or you want your children and grandchildren to be able to breathe clean air, build homes, and, like, have an opportunity at life, or you don't want them to. Like, it's not there. There really is no part and parcel here. Like, those are the choices. And the fact that we still have people that are just like, "Mm, I don't really know. Like, you think that you'll be okay. Like these Republicans who want to vote for Donald Trump and who trust him, according to a CBS poll, more than they do their own family members. One, I'm sad for you that your family and friends suck so much and are clearly just absolute liars that you have in your life but for the rest of us with normal networks and and social circles if you think that donald trump once you anoint him president of the united states is going to give a fuck about you or an election moving forward like i just don't know what you people are thinking it's like everyone has stockholm syndrome Everyone feels like Donald Trump isn't going to fuck them over because somehow you're special. You're not. You know, you're just standing right now in between him and a jail cell. So he's going to tell you whatever the fuck he wants to tell you because that's what desperate people do in order to get you onto their side. And then once you're there, right, and you've given up every bit of your democracy, liberty, rights, and you think that he's going to protect you because you have white skin, like, guess again. Guess again, but it'll be too late then. So, folks, I'm just at this place where I don't want to watch this fucking debate, but I'm going to watch it so that you don't have to, so that you don't give these motherfuckers your ratings. But like, what are we going to learn? Nothing. Nothing that we don't already know. And nothing that the mainstream media is going to make sure that you think is totally okay in normal political behavior. People are being threatened, dying, right? And we're just all acting like this is just par for the course. Violence, deceit, cruelty. That's not how politics is supposed to work. It's just what we've become accustomed to because we've allowed the cuckoos to like run the asylum. Wake up. So that is it for me today, dear friends. On this woke Wednesday, I need to take a fucking nap and get my attitude together, get some hydration, because right now I'm feeling dry and hopeless. But I will be back here tomorrow, my dear, dear lovely. So if you are on Patreon and watching this video right now, tell me in the comments what you are going to be paying attention to if, in fact, you're going to put yourselves through the torture of watching the Republican uh, debate. And if you're not, what are you doing instead? Are you doing something fun? I sure hope so. Uh, like registering people to vote or making sure that you're still on the voter rolls and making sure that you understand, you know, the laws and all of those things in your state and whatever else is up on the ballot, because we know how fucking sneaky and underhanded these Republicans are. Nonetheless, my dear, dear friends, as always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck.